Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week to give you the giant box of wellness crayons not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape. So this episode is called Getting to Know the Host slash Collaborator, uh, our collaborators, and um, I'm going to dive right in. Obviously, they're not all here because we have a lot of them, but uh, I'm going to go right into the deep end of the pool by having us rotate asking each other questions that we probably wouldn't want to answer ourselves. So I'm going to start with Megan. And my question to you is what is, what is your, it's, it's, it's like, there's no foreplay. We're just getting right into it. What is your current greatest struggle? Hey, Megan, wait real quick here. Be, before you answer the question, Tell Give us a little bit time. about you. By time. Good. <laughs> uh, before you answer the question, uh, Megan's thinking about, fuck, how transparent do I want to be? This yeah, is exactly. a podcast. I, people know me. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. And then, um, um, then you can answer the question. Well, I am very lucky to have met John almost a decade ago at a conference um, in Arizona put on my mind mind body green and I would say actually meeting him was really a, a turning point in my career um because you know he was a real expander for me and at the time I was uh writing for mind body green and a couple other publications but was living in Vancouver Canada working as a therapist at a college there um and had always wanted to move to New York but didn't think that that was possible being Canadian so I'll give you the bridge version because we'd be here for many hours if I told you the whole story but basically I went from you know, working a 830 to 430 job at a college as a uh, therapist there um, to now being in New York for the last eight years. And I have um, a pretty thriving coaching practice. And uh, I do speaking and writing and I podcast very erratically. Hence, having not contributed an episode yet to single on purpose, but I'll get there. Um, and Did you say yeah, you podcast very erotically? erotically? I, I mean, erratically but you know erotically would probably if i podcasted erotically (laughs) i would have much more success i'm sure um but yeah i am i write for forbes um i sort of have like a sleepy self-published book that i don't tell anyone about except for y'all i'm not great at promoting myself um but i love to create um lately though i've been very very busy with clients which has been like wonderful but also like has um diminished my capacity for um for uh, creating. I think my current struggle is um, 
just wanting to be really honest with myself. Oh, because be we honest all, with we, yourself. Yes. We all lie to ourselves, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like we all have these places where we're like, oh, I'm just going to rationalize yeah. this and this makes sense for this reason. And here's the lesson in that. And I'm really yeah. good at that. And, um, you know, I always want to toe the edges of my comfort zone and and grow and, you know, do the work that we teach our clients to do, right? So um, my struggle is trying to determine that line between um, leaning into old trauma and like mm-hmm. what's familiar and, you know, repetition, repetition, compulsion and all of that kind of stuff versus, well, actually, like, you know, people can change. And, you know, of course, we more than anyone, I think, believe in that. And, you know, sometimes it's a real act of courage to um, stay in something that feels very uncertain, where sometimes it's a real act of courage to hope, I guess I would say. I think my struggle is like, am I hoping from like a courageous place? Or am I leaning into um, sort of an indulgent uh, trauma reenactment situation? Pick a card, any card, and by card, I mean person and uh, one difficult question for Okay, so is this today. like I'm passing it now, or are you, I'm yeah. now asking somebody else? Yes. Okay, one perfect. of your okay. questions. Remember, you gave yeah. me to be one of them. I'm I'm so glad I came up with these beforehand. It has been like a wild day. Um. Okay. Let's see. Um. Well, you know, Audie, I think we met at that same either that Revitalized Conference or maybe like one not long afterwards. So you're actually the only person here I have like a peripheral connection <laughs> to. I don't even know if you remember me. Um. But uh, I will ask you then. Um, All right. What's so I, okay. I can I just say real quick, I found out recently um, um, that a D was there uh, at the revitalize. I think the same one that I spoke at. And he no, I think it was the year after it was the year, oh, after. year after. Okay. okay. That's right. Right. So you guys uh, had passing they, ships. Yeah. It was because um, I saw the stage you spoke at and it was, I, I would have remembered seeing you. Speak yeah. We would have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was okay. memorable. John okay. was like, I haven't rehearsed anything. And then he just like walked on stage and fucking blew everyone away. He was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> he just like went on there and like gave such a great talk. Um, okay, let's What's see, Audie. Uh, my, question question? my question for you is, when's the last time you let someone down and it was unequivocally your fault? Oof. These are good. Uh, Adi, if you say a... that you can't, we can record this. So we're just going to close up shot. Everyone's going to go home. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm a dad of three and I've been married for 12 years. So it was probably pretty recent. Uh, you know, the odds are I'm disappointing people. So. Yeah, the odds are pretty, people. pretty likely that I'm disappointing people on a regular basis. But the one, the one that made an impression and is big. Um, it could hmm. also be from the past. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've gone public with stuff life. like past? your addiction. Right. But I'm it has to be to vulnerable. Of, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of one. I think I can think of one that is that is pretty memorable. I'm gonna I'll have to censor some of the language and specifics of the situation, but I think the overall the overall theme will pick up. I mean, if you want to go for the jugular, we gotta go hard, right? So sure. uh my wife and I, we've been together well, 18 years we've been together. We've been married 13 of those. And we had a very tumultuous start to our relationship. So I cheated on her about a year into our dating. And you, I, I would hope that would be the last time I screwed up, but it wasn't. I, I had, I had a bunch of missteps beforehand. So, by the way, uh, Megan, people can change. Uh, it takes a while yeah. and it takes a shit ton of work, but it's, it's doable. So, it. uh, it's years later. It turned out she came from a lot of trauma, including sexual trauma, but uh, a lot of trauma before me, and so my actions just kind of reinforced that trauma, mm. and really just 
dug her into the shell that she was in for years after that. And then between my making up for my past and, you know, her having to dig out of her trauma, it took years, took years of work to dig out. And we're now in a completely different place. And um, in that, in that different place, all the, all these kind of like sexual um, anchors and burdens that, were there for both of us from adolescence of her from her trauma gradually got lifted and got lifted and got lifted and you know we we've turned our relationship into something that i would have never ever ever imagined we could have you know 13 14 years ago nice okay part of that um has been and we talk about this on our podcast so i am not revealing anything that has never been uh, released out loud or my or i would be disappointing somebody for a second time on the podcast while doing something um (laughs) Part of that has been like being playful around sexuality. And there was a time, this is a few years ago now, but there was an event a few years ago when what happened was I, it was almost like in a moment I behaved as if we didn't have that history, as if none of that history existed. And I, it's almost like I completely ignored it. I could just looked away from it and pretended that none of those things happened. And in doing that, I, made my wife feel unsafe again for, you know, at that point, the first time in, I don't know, 12, 13 years. And that was the first step, although I would say that that was a blind spot. I didn't do that on purpose. But then what happened was um, if anybody's been in a relationship, you get in fights in relationships, I don't, at least in my relationships, you get in fights. So this led to conflict. You know, the next day, my wife and I were fighting about it. I, um, I acted in a way that, I shouldn't have. And I didn't break any any of our rules, but I made her feel really, really unsafe. And I couldn't see it. So for hours, I would have maybe even a couple of days, I was trying to defend my actions. And I remember we were on a flight. We were actually heading out to Mexico on vacation, like two days after this thing happened. And we were talking and she broke down. She started crying on the plane. And it was in that moment that I realized that I was just trying to I was trying to make my actions okay, no matter what the cost was to her, sort of. And, you know, seeing her break down brought back to me all the memories of what it was like 13, 14 years before that point and recognizing, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm I'm missing something. There's something I'm not seeing in what's happening here. And I need to shut the hell up for a second and just pay attention to what she's telling me was her version of reality in that moment. And, you know, that was one of, absolutely one of those moments where I was sitting on a plane on the way to vacation going like, oh, damn, I still have a lot of work to do. Because mm-hmm. I think one of the things I've realized, especially being married for 18 years, but, you know, I'm 46 years old. So you realize this over and over and over in your life, I feel like. You think you know and you think you got the right answers and you think you developed the perspective and, and the vision as to what's happening to you. And then somebody smacks you upside the head and makes you realize that you barely know anything. So that was one of those moments on a plane on the way to Mexico being, you know, just realizing I, I I was this close. I wasn't close to really breaking up my marriage, but I was this close to once again, really harming my relationship. And uh, it was all my doing. I just needed to shut up and take a backseat for a second. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for um, your uh, honesty and vulnerability. Uh, you could pick someone now and ask, uh, ask your question buddy wakefield is saying to himself what the fuck is this and why am i here buddy be patient buddy be patient we can't hear you because you're 
Um, who do I want to go to? Um, Paul. <clears throat> How you doing, man? Um, I don't know you, but I'm about to. So I'm going to make this question up on the spot because I didn't come prepared, John. So please excuse me. What is one insecurity about yourself mm. you work really, really hard to make sure other people don't see? Can I just say something real quick? Um, so Paul um, is becoming a good friend, and, and uh, I'm a big fan of him and his work. He shows he reminds me of a modern day Max Headroom in that he always shows up in a black shirt, right? And in this angle, and and he's got a very sexy radio voice as well. Um, but uh, just Max Headroom, I don't know why that I keep thinking about because I just totally dated yourself. By the way, totally that's a fantastic there. reference. You, you just have to you have to glitch out every once in a while. Is that my tease? Yeah. Well, I'm most insecure about my voice. No, just um, no. insecure about that. I keep try to keep people away from realizing. Audie, is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. A, a deep insecurity you'd rather people not know or identify about you. Um, it's come in stages, and it's been interesting. Um, the the first one was just my my comfort with a little bit of body dysmorphia, a little bit of sexual identity, a little mm. bit of my place as a man and the type of man that I was supposed to be. Um, you know, it was just recently within the last year I came out as bisexual. That was a really easy one to to tamp down into a gun barrel and keep put away because you can just go heteronormative <laughs> cisgender for that. Mm. And then also how you present yourself. And so for a great long while, it was heteronormative cisgendered married guy with two kids. And this is how everybody is going to know me. And that led to me practically on the verge of on the edge of a parking structure ready to whack myself so yeah um not knowing my place as a man was a huge insecurity and a major blind spot until i figured it out and uh did the work and the journey yeah thank you it's awesome this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, Paul, you're next. Your question to who? All right, buddy. Oh, hello, Paul. How are you? I'm, I'm going fantastic. to say, how are you? I've not met you. I've heard many things. So here we go. Here we your go. Advers your adversary, your foe, your enemy, the one person in your life that you would classify <clears throat> as that. What do you fear from them? Basically, what do you fear from me, buddy Wakefield? Boy. <laughs> What do I fear from my biggest adversary? Oh my word. What a great uh, what, these are amazing questions. What do I fear from my biggest adversary? Um 
that they'll make fun of the way I walk. I've never heard Buddy not be hyper verbose. This is crazy right now. You stumped him. <laughs> no, I think he, no, no, no. He's he's actually not joking. Um, Buddy Wakefield has has a walk, and uh, uh, he, he he. It's adorable. I just don't want someone I don't like to make fun of it. Buddy, it is adorable. You do the eighth grader kind here's, of here's like the on deal. Your toes, here's heel the toes. deal. Here's the deal. Uh, I feel like an adaptable person. The one place I would not be able to adapt is anywhere tough that I would have to walk by people. Like if I was in prison and sitting down, I, I feel like I would still be adaptable. But if I started walking, people would be, people would be no, 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 not as tough as we thought he was. Uh, that I just don't know a, 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 a more um profound answer i i uh i know. think i think that's an okay answer i think Thank that's you. a yeah it's a, it's, a, it's an honest answer okay um, thanks for the by question. the way people are forgetting to introduce uh themselves so i'm going to make the uh, make a couple introductions adi um, by the way it's adi i i didn't know how to say his name in the beginning as well it's like, and then i thought adidas and i was like oh shit 80s back sorry i fucked that one up Break sorry <laughs> adidas so now now adi is easy um Dr. D, TED Talk. Hey, there's three TED Talkers in here. Buddy Wickfield as well. Uh, TED Talk. Um, gosh, I don't know. Uh, practice. Just sold a book. Um, I don't know what else to say about, about him. Lots of men's work. Um, yeah, just a, a really powerful catalyst. Paul. Um, Paul is a new friend, but we're working on a, a project together. And... Uh, Paul, I mean, I see Paul as uh, um, someone who's very so. Paul, to me, his language um, is in a wine glass, meaning uh, um, it's so it's so his 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 language and the way that he delivers things um, feels almost like he's been preparing, even though he's just kind of like thinking of it. Um, and there's a, a very smoothness to it. I don't mean a wine glass as in like it's lengthy. And uh, Paul has an amazing story. He was on my podcast. Uh, his story started with him on top of a parking structure, contemplating his life. Uh, and now he's doing amazing things, helping people, has his own podcast. And um, we are creating um, the first Single on Purpose Festival that we can talk a little bit about later. And then Buddy Wakefield is a world champion spoken word poet and uh, a very talented writer, a horrible friend. And he has a walk about him. Uh, he's also, I think, very special in that. Uh, hey, buddy, whenever I hang with you, whether it's online or offline, um, I I get all giddy and shit because I I just I value because he's like a grab. You don't know what's going to happen with Buddy. He's a grab bag, right? You just kind of put your hand inside and you're going to get what you're going to get. And uh, it always. Well, John, I would like to talk present. to that point. When you had us get together which uh, I thought was just like a friendly gathering, like a potluck so that we could all talk about your new idea. I didn't know we were doing a podcast. Well, no one would come oh. then. <laughs> also, you asked, you told us to come up with three hard personal questions that I wouldn't want, that we wouldn't want to answer, like I wouldn't want to answer. So as a recovering narcissist, still in the narcissist section of that, I asked three questions that I personally wouldn't want to answer. I don't think they're for everyone. So for example... Uh, sir, there are other guests. Would you mind not eating a second dessert? That's a hard question for me. I don't want to have to answer that. I don't think it's fair. 
Uh, another one I wrote is, will you watch my children? I find it to be a creepy question and that would be hard for me to answer, John. And the third one I wrote was, uh, uh, would you rather sleep in a Chechen prison or anywhere near a vagina? No judgments on other people's sleeping preference, John. Those two things just don't work for me. Um, but since oh. we've been in the room, since we've been here, I, uh, I came up with a question. You're not going to believe this. I came up with a, a hard question. And I swear this is what I wrote down before Paul asked his, which is just further proof that I'm partially psychic. Uh, if you interviewed, oh, first I have to ask the person. Ask the person. Uh, pick somebody. Yes. And I'm by the way, uh, Buddy Wakefield, onion ring in the fry bag, as you are experiencing now. Pick a person <laughs> and ask your question. And, uh, you know, your whole thing is about serendipity. So maybe that's what's happening if that's your question is very similar. To can, I get, can I get Buddy's number after this for babysitting? It's in the men's room at Pharaoh's <laughs> on the wall, left side, <laughs> for the number three. Yeah, for a horrible time. Buddy, go ahead. Uh, okay. I'm going to ask my friend, Danae. Hello. <laughs> Hi, honey. How are you? Hi, buddy. It's, it's good to see you. It's so good to see you. Since our camping trip where John got just tanked. Um, I know. Okay, here's my question. Oh, I'm trying to gather myself it's, after that. No, it's a good one. It's a good. It's okay. a good one. I hunkered down and focused once I realized other people. It was about other people. Okay, if you interviewed the people who didn't or don't like you, what is the main reason they would cite for not liking you? Oh, nice. Oh. Hey, Danae, before you answer that, tell us a little bit about yourself. I kind of want you to do it, John. I like. No, I don't I, feel like I'm doing people justice. I feel bad. I feel you, like you yours are so good. I'm like, yeah. I feel like I want John to do um, my intro, but I'm Danae and I'm a therapist and a coach and a group facilitator. And what else? Um, John author. and Vanessa. I am now, I just sold a book. I'm an author. That feels weird to say. And yeah. Um, John and Vanessa are two of my closest friends and um, just really grateful to be in this space with you guys. I'm thinking about that question that feels, um, you know, I think, why would people, I think that people that don't like me, I have been thinking about some of the people that I feel don't like me um, and what that might be about. I think that I, like everyone, have blind spots, um, ways that I can be a little short-sighted with the ways that I show up in the world. I think sometimes, um, you know, I certainly in the last few years have gotten a lot more unapologetic about the ways that I push back on some of my programming in the ways that I'm supposed to be in the world. And I think that I, someone was asking me like what I think my um, work is to do in this life. And there's this, I can't remember the poet who um, said this, but he said that art is meant to um, comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. And I kind of feel like that's become a little bit of my role <laughs> in my life and in the work that I do. And I think that it sometimes makes people not like me a little bit when I attempt to disturb their comfort. So um, I think my intention is always to not be harmful and to not hurt others. But, you know, I'm, I'm certainly human like 
everyone else. And I think I fall short. Love it. Thank you. Love and it. I do want to say about you, buddy, um, if I may, you are the only human in the world whose words make me sob like I've never sobbed before. I went to Buddy's show the last Mission time you were in Los Angeles and I've never mm-hmm. cried so hard in my life. And it was just from like the words coming out of your mouth. It's unbelievable <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's super kind. Thank you. John, I want to say that um I'm doing Writers Anonymous, the uh the workshop on January 15th for anybody listening. Uh, there's uh, already about a hundred people signed up and it is going to, it's two and a half hours every Sunday for five Sundays. I'll be running the entire thing and it is high energy. Uh, good. Uh, you, it doesn't matter what level you're on, but um, we're going to be writing and doing a lot of editing. Yeah. I want to um, 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 a little bit later talk about what we're doing and we should all be um, ah. sharing our stuff for sure. Uh, but I know okay. you have to go early, so I'm glad you got that in. Danae, no, no, one question. I actually canceled on them because I'm I'm quitting caffeine for the first time, and my whole body is not being nice. Okay, good. This, this is. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Danae, <laughs> Danae, Danae uh, thank you. Pick a person, and uh, what's the question? Okay, um, before I say that, real quick, I just want to say how cool it is to be in a room with six men and. Um, three women, like six out of nine are men. I love that mm, you've created yeah. this space, John. It's it's where it feels really beautiful. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to pick Lair um, because I feel like as much as I'm an admirer of you and your work and your family, I you don't like, feel like- You like my wife better than me. Everybody I, does. I know. Everybody <laughs> does. I'm sure if I knew you, I would love you as much as I adore <laughs> Ashley. But, I don't know. Um, I don't I'm, know. She's pretty great. <laughs> She's unbelievable. She's the best. Um, okay, so my question, I did have my question written down. I'm going to pick, what is a dream that you really, really want for yourself that you hold back on telling anyone about slash saying out loud? Ooh, nice. Well, also being a recovering narcissist, there's not really much I don't say out loud. <laughs> um, but uh, to introduce myself, my name is Lair Torrin. I'm a Therapist. Uh, my practice started in New York City. My family and I, we moved down to Charleston, South Carolina. So we're over here on the East Coast. Um, I'm a, a speaker, facilitator. I just authored a book called The Practice of Love, the integration of Eastern-based philosophies with Western clinical modes. It's kind of a crossover book for both and uh, the people that we serve. Um, so can you repeat the question for me? again i don't know why it's so hard for me to that. remember no um what is a dream that <laughs> what is a dream that you really really want for yourself but you hold back on telling people about or saying out loud huh what is a dream that i i you know honestly if i'm honest and i don't want to take the easy answer i want to be like everybody else here and and, and tell the deep dark good stuff i i don't necessarily hold back um, so much, but I do think that that's been a problem for me. And I think that, um, I think I'm swimming in the right pond for once when, with all these people in this room, because everyone here seems to be pretty high achievers and everyone, um, seems to be thinking outside the box for themselves and aspiring to great and wonderful things. And I do as well. And I feel almost answering the question that was asked to you, Danae, 
that very often when I talk about the things that I aspire to and the things that I dream about and the the the, the um, echelons that I want to reach, that sometimes that alienates me from people, um, close friends, and um, yeah. So th- I think maybe to to re-answer your question, I've been sort of keeping things a little bit closer to the vest and not telling people things because it hasn't really particularly felt safe for me to be as transparent. Um, I don't have other author friends necessarily. I don't have other friends who speak at conferences. And so when I talk about the shit that I do, um, sometimes I feel like it makes people feel things mm-hmm. and maybe perhaps not always good things. And my wife has said to me, she's like, yeah, maybe you should keep some of that shit to yourself. And I think she's probably right. And and so I have been kind of, uh, at least in the circles that I run in here in Charleston, been a little less likely to share uh, how high my aspirations actually are. Because I, I do have some people who who are friends of mine who are, who, who want to start a, th- a therapy practice. I've done that. My therapy practice is full, as for all yours is. But, um, and that's sort of in my in my rear view mirror and the gotten the book deal written the book and now i'm thinking about my second and i'm a little like okay i i think people around me are starting to feel some things and maybe i'm i'm fluffing my peacock feathers when actually i'm just trying to share my excitement with folks and i i'm, I'm a little chagrined to do that now um, if that makes sense so let me ask you this one sentence uh and you could fluff as much as you want in here uh what's the dream one sentence or you know you might have many dreams of what's like uh uh so you've written the book you're thinking about writing another one um but what would be like you know if someone had a magic wand if if you met a genie what would be the one thing you want as far as dream uh i would be checking the surf in the morning from my house overlooking the beach in costa rica not you know it's back from the beach because in costa rica can't beachfront property um and i would pop in the water for a quick surf. I'd come back and check and then uh, see what's going on online with uh, different things and then probably give a workshop or a talk that afternoon, pop out later on for a good surf and then hang out with my kids and my wife the rest of the afternoon. And that would pretty much be my day. Um, Yeah. I love it. I I love that you painted a day instead of like, you know, I want this, this thing, which is. No, I want a feeling. I want an experience. That's yeah. I want a feeling, feeling the, the, the feeling is freedom. Yeah. Thank you. Um, basically what I hear you saying is that you don't want to see clients anymore. And I agree with you. No I'm more taking your advice, John. I'm uh, taking Lair, the advice you gave me. Uh, I don't see clients anymore either. Lara, one, uh, one, one person, um, one question. Someone um, that has not gone. Yeah. Let me look. Who do we have in the lineup here? How about Millie? You know, I'm coming for you, right? You know, I have to pick Millie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was picking you. I know. Um, okay. I uh, I like Buddy thought that these questions were the questions we wouldn't want to answer ourselves. <laughs> um, when's the last time, or what's the thing that makes you? Fe- what's the thing that's in your life that makes you feel like you don't matter? What oh, is the man. thing that is in my life that makes me feel like I don't matter? Or has been in your life. Maybe you got rid of it. Mm. Right. Feel free to play with it. 
Yeah. And if you don't like that one, I'll pick another one. No, <laughs> no it's, it's fine. I, I just, I'm, tr I'm, I think I'm trying to just wrap my mind around it. This is the thing that I have that makes me feel like I don't matter. Oh my God. Or had. Right. What did you say, John? Or, or had. had. Or had. Had. had in your life. It could, it, maybe you yeah. got rid of it. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was the attachment to other people's approval. Mm -hmm. um, that for a long time made me feel, well, I guess before I, I realized that it was that, it was like, the constant feeling of performing for others, whether it was like, you know, my mostly through work and not, not even this work, mm -hmm. some of that was brought into, into this work. Um, I don't, I don't have that so much anymore. Mm -hmm. And like performing and, and doing things for, for others, like, did you see, did you see this? Did you see how good I did? Was it good enough? Always made me feel awful. And like, it was never good enough. And it, and I never mattered. And then I realized, yeah, it probably doesn't. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> Does it matter to me? That was a good question. I felt like this, like, I don't know, this ball in my gut, just like, so that was a good question. Sorry. I hope that was a good answer. See? Great answer. <laughs> Thanks. A great answer. Thank you. No, thank you. But you All didn't right. pick yourself. I picked you. I was like, I should have picked someone else. <laughs> Millie, pick a person. Ask a question. Wait, Wait Millie, 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 introduce yourself first. Yourself. Oh, introduce myself. Uh, my name is Mildred Murillo. I go by Millie. I am an astrologer uh, and spiritual coach. I have known John since my paralegal days, uh, before or right when I became a coach, baby, baby, baby coach. And, and he has just been such an important part of, of my growth. And so here I am now and just riding this wave, just, just riding this bus that John keeps building. <laughs> um, Okay, so let's see. Sean? Yeah, Sean. You haven't gone. Hi, Sean. Hi. Okay. I think I have a good one. Um who do you sometimes compare yourself to and how does that make you feel? Boy, uh when I'm in a very good way. I won't go. I won't go the negative route. I'll go who, like. Who are uh, you? Introduce yourself, please. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hi, everybody. Uh, I like to see so many faces that I don't know. This is wild. Yeah, uh, that's wild. Like nerve wracking. I, I feel like I'm in the you know the council. Uh, I'm Sean Cardinale. I'm a sex and love addiction coach. 
Uh, I come by the work, honestly, of uh, 14 years of sobriety from uh, uh, bottom line behaviors uh, through 12 step and through uh, talk therapy. Uh, I've known John since we were little pups in L.A. writing screenplays, falling asleep at cafes all around the valley and Hollywood. Uh, used to used to used to do poetry uh, slams at his uh, at the club he owned. And uh, it's been nice to sort of circle back around like literally 20 years later. Um, been coaching about three years, started with an early catalyst version. John had it a couple years ago, like eight years ago, and then stepped away, went back to production TV and film production, and now came back to it the last three years. And it's been really, it's been a great experience, and it's where I want to stay. I do do nonprofit work in the social justice arena. Uh, very proud uh, black man, and work in those neighborhoods and with my people and with other folks who are uh, disenfranchised or unrepresented. And I'm also still like that pup back when with John still writing screenplays and and shopping um, TV and film projects right now. So uh, it's been a really fulsome part of my life. So I appreciate it. And Millie, when I, after I answer this, I'm going to sing Millie's praises and and you have to just sit there and take it, Millie. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just want to just, I, I just, what a day. I, and that we're on this today after we had some interaction on uh, social media, it's just unfucking believable. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and I cuss, I cuss a lot. So uh, the question was, so I'm going to do the chest puffing one rather than the, rather than the Oh, some negative comparison. I don't even know why I do that. Um, I was just talking about social justice and um, my uh, uh, sort of uh, animal representation. I've always felt like a Black Panther, and I just shared that with Millie today. That was some of the stuff I was going to mention. But um, Malcolm uh, X, uh, El Malik Haj El Shabazz, is just uh, amazing because he's a man who showed us all that you can. Um, he showed us people's transformative nature. Uh, started out as a uh, criminal, uh, became this uh, hardcore militant separatist uh, through, you know, the cultural uh, uh, cauldron that's America. And then in the end, came back around uh, to a broader understanding, but still as fiery. And so Malcolm, in his strength, shows his fallibility. And he's definitely an, an icon of mine. And I would like to come even one thousandth of a uh, uh of a degree towards that kind of effectiveness and clarity and um uh the way he would speak you know he's very leonine you know his jaw and his red hair and and he was tall and he just had this amazing effect and he's always had that kind of effect on my life and uh so again if i can speak and work in the neighborhoods or if i can do this coaching and just even just get a little of that energy then i am incredibly blessed and that sounds all now very very cocky, but oh, well, it's already said. So, uh, <laughs> but he's a hero of mine. So there you go. Um, and the thing before I pass on to somebody else that I have to say about Millie, I wrote it down right here. I wrote down Panther, full moon, love and avalanche. Millie was, was just firing off these, uh, these stories on Instagram today. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. I was looking at like eight different stories. I was like, this is my life. Millie, you're speaking to me. So I like sidebarred with her uh, because I am right now falling in love and was responding to those uh, those notes from you. You put up a Black Panther. I just shared with you all. That's like my, you know, my totem, my, not my totem. I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, indigenous, but my representation, you know, my, my guide. And, uh, and then the avalanche thing, it just seems like the universe is opening up right now, meeting new folks, uh, writing, being creative, doing this coaching thing. And I was like, Millie, you're in like, what is, how 
is this crossroads happening today? So thank you for your amazing ability. You spoke, I was like blown away. So check out uh, Millie's work, y'all. Holy shit. Thank you. I'm glad it was helpful. Thank you. There's a lot going on. I'm feeling inspired. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who do I have? Who hasn't gone? Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hey. You want to introduce yourself first before I ask? Or, or no, ask me the ask? question first so I can stall by introducing myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, I'm, I'm already the guy who's been talking about social justice this whole time, so I'm going to veer away from relationships a little bit, although it is re- about relating to people. Uh, do you shut down your racist, offensive, homophobic, asshole, uncle, aunt, grandpa, brother-in-law at the family gathering during the holidays? Or do you hold back and either way, how does that make you feel and what do you learn from that? That's a great question. Okay, so hey everyone, uh, my name is Sarah Williams. I am an adventure photographer. I lead experiences in breathwork and ice exposure. And I also lead groups into the wilderness for transformational experiences. I met John through CrossFit a very long time ago and it's been absolutely incredible to watch his journey while I'm simultaneously on mine and I'm a sucker for unique life experiences and so I think just me being on my journey um John in the periphery has been like wait you did what and and you did where with who what and in the process of me having those experiences a lot of my work is around the lessons that I learned from these things that not a lot of people will do and how can I share that with others and that's kind of my purpose on the podcast is talking about some of those experiences that I've had and what can other people benefit from them can I just say real quick um how many days were you in the cave let me just brag about this one thing was it yeah uh, six days six days holy shit there was a tv show it was a contest where six days in a dark cave where you can't even see your hand in your face front of your face no food no nothing the person that stays <laughs> Danae says no uh the person that stays in there the longest wins there were you know marines and all these like hardcore people um did you win sarah or were you one of the um so me and one guy we were kind of tied we lasted the longest but yeah it was one of those things where going into i had heard all these horror stories about you know people who'd been trained in this kind of stuff professionally tapping out after just a couple of days and i know the production crew was like who is this blonde little lady from la she's not gonna last Right. And so and she then, um, was in it. a dark cave with no food and nothing for six days. Um, I think I would have lasted 12 minutes. Uh, but Sarah and I are doing this Spartan race this Saturday. And um, OK, answer your question. Yes. And so great question. I would say that for most of my life, I for sure would have been the person that just kind of listens and does not say anything, doesn't fight back, but just notices takes it in. Maybe I would change my behavior towards those individuals, um, but I wouldn't, I didn't feel like I would necessarily have a place to stand up or to really prove my opinion. Um, But even as recent as this last Thanksgiving, I feel like a lot has shifted into me and I'm a lot more confident in um, just myself and who I am and being able to push back on people who are either much older than me or very definitive in their ideas and solidly ask those questions. Where does that come from? Why do you think that way? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was actually really interesting. And a lot of it was just, it's just habit. You know, a lot of these opinions are just things that have been passed down and 
they only exist because they did the day before and the day before that. And so I actually was just met with a lot of silence and, and, and quietness and maybe people kind of like looking internally to be like, you know what, maybe I should challenge that. Or it felt like I was taking away their fun because they were making fun of certain people or it was just really interesting, I would say in that regard. Um, but I love that that part of me has changed and I can actually stand up and talk about and preach the things that I believe in, in a way, in a conversational way. It's not just me shunning anybody. It's a open dialogue and a conversation in a way that I've never would have been able to before that. Love it. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. All right. You're the last person I believe. So um, your question will go, I guess, to me. Did everyone go already? <laughs> what question do you have? Okay, John. Um, my question is, what failure have you had in your life that is either like the most difficult to talk about, to think about? Maybe it's something that you haven't extrapolated any lessons from. What failure in life still just kind of hurts? Well, thank you all for hanging out. Um, we'll try to do this once a month, and uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. <laughs> one, one, okay, so one failure uh, that I still um, go back to. I, you know, still I, stings. What's that? That just still stings you a little bit. And... Sure. Um, if I'm if I'm being honest, I'm going to say my marriage. I'm going to say my marriage. Uh, it crippled me, and uh, but it was also. Uh, I believe divorce can be um, a rite of passage. And if it wasn't for me being crippled, uh, I mean, it crushed me. And I'm not lying. I, I, I mean, you know, crying where you can't breathe kind of thing and starting all over, uh, not just because the relationship ended, because I had nothing, uh, because I was married. I didn't invest anything in any other part of my life. So I had no friends. I had no money. It was just like uh, she was the sun I was revolving around. So when the sun went down, I thought there was no universe. So starting at Craigslist and finding a friend and you know all of that, um, I, I, I think it was uh, 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 traumatic. And I think uh, it's something I keep going. I don't know if I go back to it. I mean, obviously, um, I have a lot of closure from it. But uh, yeah, I, I still uh, think that, you know, it affects me in ways that other people see that either I'm not aware of or not taking responsibility for, right? Um, uh, I think other people, especially people that I've loved, um, and uh, maybe including Vanessa as well, uh, pointing out things that, uh, hey, this, I'm connecting some dots here to that. And so, um, yeah, so that's, I think that's kind of the big, the big bang for me in my story. That I failed at, uh, of course, I've redefined that, but if you want to consider that a failure. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, everyone, thank you for hanging out. Uh, the whole point of this episode 
and these questions uh, was to humanize yourself, which is kind of the flag I've been waving for so long as coaches, as therapists, as artists, to pull the curtain back and to show that we are in fact human and going through our own struggles, right? And so I think that's what's powerful about this episode. Um, I want to go real quick and talk about what we're up to and uh, where um, our listeners can find us. And uh, yeah, and we'll, I think we'll, I think we'll do, uh, do these often. These will be the, um, the extras in the, the DVD. Okay. A D congratulations on your new book that you just sold. Um, what are you up to and where can we find you? What am I up to? Now we have to write the book, right? That's how this works. Yes. That's how it works. Got it. Okay. Just making sure. Um, what am I up to? I'm doing a lot of really, really deep work with clients um, that involves a number of things that we'll soon be able to talk about, but can't really technically talk about much right now. Uh, I'll leave it at that. But uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of that work and it's really, really fun. I just finished the training at the Integrative Psychiatric Institute, um, which was really uh, empowering. I'm working on this book called Unhooked. That's the... Uh, that's the working title. And in the meantime, between both of those things, I'm just, you know, trying to have a podcast and run a company and have three kids and be married, which is taking up all the hours I have. Yeah. And where can we find you? Um, probably ignited.com is the easiest. And that's spelled I-G-N-T-D because I want to make it difficult for everybody. So I-G-N-T-D.com um, is how you can find me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Megan, what are you up to and where can we find you? Right now, I'm really just like enjoying um, not hustling, but mm -hmm. also still being extremely busy. <laughs> um, but I guess just trusting that like things are just like, I'm, yeah, things are just kind of unfolding exactly as they should. So in terms of like what I'm working on or up to, I mean, I don't really have anything like I'm always um, putting stuff out when I can. But for the most part, like my my work, my energy is going to clients right now. And um, and finally, for the first time in like almost 14 years of doing this, I'm like able to afford more professional development um, outside of having an institution pay for it for me that I used to work for. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it's nice to be like, okay, I'm actually going to take some more like courses now and like get into like, you know, psychedelic psychotherapy and, you know, deepen my somatic practice uh, skills and everything like that. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I know this is probably not the answer that you're looking for, but um, yeah, I don't really have anything for people to like look out for. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram. That's usually the place where I'll like put things that I do share. Um, and it's just my name, Megan J. Bruno, M-E-G-A-N-J-B-R-U-N-E-A-U. And um, I sort of, again, erratically post things on there. So that's where you can find me. Erotically. Erotically, Sometimes. yes. And if you want to work with, I mean, you can work. I, I don't have many spots, but um, I have uh, therapists on my team as well who, if yes. you're looking for a therapist to work with, you can reach yeah. out. Uh, I can't say with who, but I may be doing a um, ketamine ketamine session. Um, oh, nice. Awesome. Which is, um, I'm very curious about. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, not, yeah. I'm actually, I may not come back. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you will. You will. I yeah. can't wait. We should talk. We'll talk about that offline. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're taking uh, it or you're interviewing someone about it? No, I'm going to be the, the, the client. I'm going to, I'm going to take it and kind of go under and uh, see what happens on the other side. I'm very. Uh, Let me know how that goes. Is that gonna be a yeah. podcast, or is that just on the DL? No, no, it's gonna be. Um, uh, well, everything's content. It's, but it's legal. Gonna... It's it's, right. it's legal here. So. It's a lot of so fun. Gonna... It's really good. No, we're... yeah. Who said yeah, that? You're, you're gonna enjoy that. that. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm terrified, but I'm excited at the same time. Okay. They give you the if they give you the um, 
the anti-anxiety, then there's no K-hole, so you're good. Oh, yeah. okay. I also guarantee one thing. You will not be podcasting while on ketamine. <laughs> yeah, that would so, be maybe no, while, but not after. Not no, after. no podcast on ketamine. Yeah. No. Even for John. Um, Paul, who are, uh, what are you up to? And uh, where can we find you? Yeah. Um, this wonderful new world that I'm in of coaching. Um, I'm also a certified crisis advocate at the LGBTQ center here in Vegas. Um, so coaching and crisis advocacy is my new loves and I host a podcast that's growing and is another, it's my, it's my third child and it's called smart, funny, tortured. And that is where people can find me under smartfunnytortured.com. Uh, do you want to briefly mention the uh, festival that you're doing in April? See, called, called I self, reside self in the world of superstition. You don't. You're just like fifth gear. Let's go. And I'm you know what? Like, I I should apologize for that because every time, um, in the in the last few times that Paul and I have been either online or like uh, in an office hours, um, I've announced this, and uh, maybe that's not appropriate because I don't want to take you hostage. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I uh, dude, I think it's just a way that I am. Um, it's great. putting people actually, out there yeah. like they're already like they've they've already they already exist. So no, I need to shut up, and you need to you need to open your mouth more. Is maybe the uh, prescription? Is it is a nice little manifestation of John's book that's coming in the spring, and the the energy that's in this room. If it's behind that, it will be a rousing success. It will help a lot of people. It's and I'm honored to to be a part of it. And uh, my wife is also a part of it because she's logistics and ops. And uh, so, yeah. Um, thank you. And uh, Sean. Uh, I'm on Instagram just under my name, Sean Cardinali, S-E-A-N-C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-L-I. -L -L -I. I'm on uh, Facebook. I think Sean Cardinali, life coach. Uh, working on my memoir about recovery and what's interesting is it, well, at least to me, <laughs> hopefully it'll be fucking interesting to, to, to a readership, but, uh, I'm realizing going over these old notes, it's like my first six or seven years of recovery. And man, there's a lot of fucking anger in there. A lot of yeah. fucking anger, resentment and divorce, which ended up being great. But, um, podcasting, I, the universe kind of like uh, the channeling that I felt like I was like writing on Mildred's wave today, um, uh, Millie's wave. Uh, I don't know. Everybody's asking about podcasts and talking about them. And I keep getting invited. So I keep saying yes. And I'm just really excited about it because I want to work with all of you. I want to work with this person, that person, someone random in Santa Fe. I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So someone random in Santa Fe was just like, hey, let's do a podcast. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, coaching. Keep coaching. Uh, sex and love, addiction, intimacy, relationships, divorce, uh, anything along those lines, codependence. And um, and I am still, I will plug my little projects. I just have this little side thing called Alterity. And, you know, well, John, I turned to you like, I don't know, it was like five fucking years ago or something like that. But uh, I've been shopping these same TV and film projects uh, for a couple of years now. And it's Alterity because it's, you know, it's again, off the beaten path. Well, now it's all the rape. But when I was starting this, people weren't doing VIPOC stories. People weren't doing queer stories. People weren't doing, you know, uh, again, anything other than mainstream shit. And so uh, now nah, still shopping that around and still enjoy it. Cool. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Thanks Buddy, for having me here. Yeah, of course. Buddy Wakefield, uh, what are you up to and uh, where can we find you? 
Thanks for letting me say it a second time, John. Uh, we'll uh, edit the first one out, buddy. Don't worry about it. Okay, fantastic. We'll probably edit this one out too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that for one second, John. Uh, I'm I'm at buddywakefield.com. Every every social media is just at Buddy Wakefield, uh, and uh, I am running a writers workshop called Writers Anonymous, uh, a five week poem recovery course uh that you are all welcome to anybody's welcome to uh new or old it's gonna uh, last five sundays starting january 15th it's about two and a half hours each one uh it's all elective so it's not like you know if you drop out for one year uh, it come for fun or don't come uh and uh get you writing that's it uh, I, i'm working on uh myself and uh yeah, that's in getting back home. I've been away from home for five months. Yeah. So I'm really excited to get back home on the first. Awesome. Thank you. Sarah Williams, what are you working on? Where can we find you? Um, so the easiest thing would be follow along on Instagram at Sarah Skyan. Sarah with an H, S K Y N A N N. Um, right now, the big thing I'm teaching at different gyms across Los Angeles in breath and exposure classes, um, as a little appetizer from larger fully immersive wilderness experiences that I'll be hosting throughout next year. Um, so that's the best way to follow along to figure out if, you, if that sort of thing applies to you and how to get involved. So are you guiding people through their cold plunge experience and then yeah. breath work on top of that? Oh, yeah. Awesome. So every single class is completely different, but it us- utilizes the implements of just your body, your breath, and then the ice. Yeah, and some of them have a little bit of fitness too, and so the idea is that it's it's different every single time, and you kind of show up not knowing what you're going to get into, mm-hmm. but kind of coming back to yourself, regulating your own homeostasis, wow. um, and then just being open to the experience that you have with others. Again, and then, here Danae says, "Nope." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would love to take you, Danae, through something like we, that. <laughs> she would never. She would. She's at the hot yoga. That's it. Uh, where where can we Perfect. find you? Yeah. Um, so well, adventurefitla.com is for my outdoor experiences. And then just personally, Sarah Skyan, I put everything there for my classes and then also the experiences. Sarah with an H. With an H. Millie, what are you up to? Where can we find you? Um, easiest way to get a hold of me is Instagram and that's at astro underscore consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I doing right now? I, this year I started a really beautiful coaching program that I feel very passionate about. It's called Unveil. And it's about um, essentially healing the nervous system to find love again and relate from mm-hmm. uh, a more embodied and trusted space within, of course, using astrology, somatic practices and uh, meditation. So that's what I'm doing right now. Awesome. Thank you. Did everyone go? Nope. Oh, Me. Lair, Lair, go ahead. What That's are you? Uh, what are you up to? And uh, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at Lair Torrent Holistic Therapist on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. Anyone wants to get in contact with me there? Uh, in May, I am co-hosting a uh, retreat in Portugal, mm. um, which is like a yoga slash kind of reclaim your soul sort of uh, retreat. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I have a podcast with my lovely wife uh, called <clears throat> The Practice of Love Podcast. That's pretty new. And I also am part of a, a podcast with my friend Sarah called Not Your Mama's Therapy, which is sort of an irreverent take on 
<clears throat> the themes we talk about so seriously. Uh, Sarah and I uh, definitely um, cut up a little bit and have a good time with some not so serious uh, above the water kind of uh, uh, repartee and back and forth. And then we take some deep dives on some uh, uh, themes that, you know, go from couples to individual work and all that. So that's not your mama's therapy and, and uh, I'm having a really good time with those. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, this is uh, part of. Did the they... Oh, shit. Wait, did they... oh, sorry. Sorry, Danny. Sorry, Danny. Did, 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 oh, did John. God. Uh, you get to speak too? I don't know. Is it two of them or just Danae? No, no, no. D went with his, about his book. Okay. Um, Danae, what are you up to? Where can uh, we well, find so... you? Yes. And c yeah. congratulations on your book as well. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so I am deep in the process of writing my book as well. It's called Liberated Love. And it's all about how we sort of, or my vision of how we heal our relationships. But depending on um, when this comes out, I am facilitating an intensive retreat with your partner, Vanessa, in Carefree, Arizona, January 1st through 6th called From Self-Abandonment to Inner Belonging, the intensive. And if you can't make it to that one next year, I think it's a little early, but I'll go ahead and say Millie and Lara's wife and Vanessa and I are going to be doing something in June. So you can be out or on the lookout for that as well. And in then Costa I also, Rica, correct? And that's in Costa Rica. Yeah. And then um, I co-host a podcast with Vanessa as well called Cheaper Than Therapy. So you can listen to us there. And then on Instagram, I am Danae.Logan. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, you're, uh, one of your great loves is retreats and you're always um, running retreats. So I think, I think that's awesome. People can, <clears throat> people can in person. Okay. Everyone wants, okay. correct? I'm I'm kind of glad that uh, we didn't have more people because, um, you know, depth over width. And I think if we had too many of our um, our um, our hosts, it would almost be it would almost be a, um, a kind of a, a shit show. We can't go for more than an hour because you know we're all busy. We've already already had a long day. So uh, this is a taste. The these are some of the hosts, uh, and also they collaborate with each other. And uh, here at Single on Purpose, we bring you the uh, the big box of crayons, not just uh, primary colors. So thank you for listening and be well. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story and you could just record it directly from your phone and email it to theangrytherapist at gmail.com also if you want our single on purpose newsletter go to singleonpurpose.life that's singleonpurpose.life you will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also uh, zoom links to private gathers so if you want to join our community go to singleonpurpose.life thank you for listening be well we hope you tell a friend hey before you go i want to invite you to the single on purpose private community online it's off of social media no ads no algorithms we got forums we got live groups we got webinars and we have social hangs we also have offline in-person hangs happening soon so check us out go to 
singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. And I will see you inside.